Hello and welcome to Rhythm and Pixels, the video game music podcast. This is episode 4-2. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Pernell. And on this show, every week, we listen to some great video game music, and we talk about it, we hang out, we have a good time. Honestly, it's my kind of day to have. I mean... Yeah, how are you doing? What's up? Eh, all right, actually. Just getting my game on. I'm actually sitting here playing... Jumping between games as we actually record this show, um, I started playing um, Trails in the Sky, second chapter, finally, right. on the PS Vita, and I also booted up Castlevania Portrait of Ruin due to the topic of today's episode, funny enough. Um, so I've been pretty much keeping my getting my biz on. Also, we did the panel last week. And still kind of reeling over how that played out. Yeah, actually, and learning you, more before we get into today's topic. Give a, give a little uh, little overview of how it went. Um, it actually wasn't so bad. Like we showed up, uh, they gave us a panel room that had a number, a decent number of people. It was slow going though because it wasn't. We're still trying to get that vibe on how to how to market. I guess is the best way to put it. How to get people to say those are people. I want to hear what they have to say. You know, okay. it's hard to do, but we got a couple people that came in, and we did a. Um, I think I described loosely what we were going to do last time, but we did a try versus round, where each round we chose a person who we represented, and we played a versus game against each other. We chose Bomberman, Doctor Mario, and Super Mario Kart. I am abysmal <laughs> at Super Mario Kart. I love some Super Mario Kart. That's the only one I really know. I ever since 60 I mean 64 and up I'm good okay. but for some reason the way Super Circuit and the original Super Mario Kart plays I am I can't do it I, I, I think I've kind of come away from that and I can't go back mm. so Matt mopped the floor with me on that one and Dr. Mario I choked which Ooh, is annoying yeah, that, because when we Matt's played before game, I yeah. worked it's his game yeah. but when we demoed it I rocked him so it blew me away that when it came time to perform, I was like, well, man, there we go. So, <laughs> but then Super Bomberman went as exactly as you'd expect it to. Took my took my run on, oh, wasn't it? Just cleaned up. Cleaned house. Ooh. Cleaned house. Bomberman's a game where I think I could be asleep and still do good at that game. It's something about Bomberman, though. I, I love Bomberman. I'm horrible at that game. I, I don't know what... It's my deal, but I'm I'm the one who's always like getting himself like trapped in the corner. It's chaos. I'm like, how am I sort of suddenly covered in bombs? Like, <laughs> why do I like lock myself in there? Bomberman is pure chaos, and for some reason, I, I thrive in chaotic environments and games. Yeah, you really do well. Like, you're able to like kind of keep keep your calm and like kind of keep pushing through that kind of stuff. Oh yeah. yeah. So when I get to the point where at the end of a Bomberman match and start dropping bombs, everyone's like, "How do you even know what you're doing?" I was like, I <laughs> kind of don't. I just make sense of it, and um. Then after we did our verses, like we played Mega Man Unlimited for a bit, but we nice. had some controller issues that oh, even though we configured them in advance, for some reason when it came time to go, they were like, well, I don't remember what you guys did. Screw oh, you. Yeah. So, was it, was it like, I remember we had it set up here um, like uh, about a week before you were doing the thing. Was it, was it the same version? Yeah. That was really nice because it was it recognized all my settings like pretty quickly. Yeah, that's why I was surprised. Like, I mean, and when I got home, it worked fine too. Like I, pro, I configured it at home, but... I think the the hiccup was that we were using Joy to Key instead Ooh. of just using the interface that the game itself had. Yeah. And it confused it a lot. So the way it was working, I played Comet Woman stage, but it did this thing where 
if I tried to jump certain times, it would make me slide instead. Ooh. So I actually somehow got through an entire stage, even though the controller would not allow me to do proper jumps half the time. <laughs> and somehow it also did like something also did weird with the, with the actual firing of the gun too. Okay. It's hard to explain, but when I got it, to the boss, it was I couldn't beat the boss, and I died. so it wasn't wasn't optimal. It was not yeah. optimal, but I still kicked ass, even with that in mind. Cool. So it was a lot of fun. I mean, we hung out, we we were ourselves, and we just goofed off. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this past week I've been playing. Actually, been playing a lot of uh, shoot 'em ups. Uh, K, uh, old cave arcade uh, shoot 'em ups. Like, how old are we talking? Like uh, not, Bug Princess and Death Smiles? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not Death Smiles. I've been playing. I had not earlier than Bug Princess. So I'm obsessed with from '97 or '96. Uh, Dudon Ponchi or Dudon Pocky. Oh, the Muscle Men. No, no, it's it's a space shooter. Oh no, I'm thinking about Show Anarchy. Never. Mind. No, no, that was pretty funny though. But no, I was playing um, do, uh, Dudon Pocky and um, ESP and uh, Esperade, which I think is awesome. It's just like super. One's a space shooter. The other ones are kind of like fantasy like style, except you're flying as a person and they got like wings. Hmm. And it's like really like the animation's amazing, but like it, the the uh, the combo system and like the bullet like uh, patterns are really 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 difficult. Um, but like when you shoot, like like there's other people flying at you, like they just explode into like these giant like like fountains of blood. It's it's hilarious. And the blood becomes bullets. No, it's just blood. There's a, these games are bloody, man. Cave was like no joke. It's no wonder a lot of these games didn't come into the states because like you go in the arcade and they're like, I'm gonna play this fun little shooting game, and it's like the screen's covered in bullets and there's like blood flying I'm everywhere. Like, it's I'm awesome. Focus. It's so so good. I love that stuff. Uh, but yeah, I've been playing that. Yeah, and then I was playing Castlevania 4 when you showed up uh, today because I was just like, ah, it's been a long time since I played that. Man, that was fun. Yes. Great, great soundtrack. I love that soundtrack. One day I'll get back to that game and try it. I'm more about. I stopped playing a lot of the Castlevania games after three, and then made my miraculous return when Symphony of the Night became a thing, and wasn't even a fan of Castlevania 64 and all that. And then so I abandoned it again until the portable games came out. And then disliked all the console games since then because they just couldn't measure up. Well, that's okay because today is our second episode on Castlevania. This is past. We're doing anything past um, the Dracula X, whatever it was called. Yeah, so Symphony of the Night and upwards we're doing today. Starting with Symphony of the Night, we're going upwards. And we both went handheld. Oh, yeah. So there were some great handheld ones. I haven't touched them, but I got to to watch a lot of gameplay on YouTube. And I was just really excited by the music. Basically to put in perspective for like maybe the one person on here who's not too familiar with how the Game Boy Castlevania's worked was Symphony of the Night popularized what has become known as the Metroidvania genre. It created it essentially. Well yeah, it's, it's Castlevania plus Metroid, you know? Mm-hmm. So when Cap when Konami knew that they struck gold, they decided to replicate that formula over and over and over and over and over and over again possibly in Dover. And uh, so you got a series of games on handheld devices that replicated that style and in some respects almost perfected it. Um, so while I'll admit, I think after collaborating on what our music tracks were, we kind of agreed that Symphony of the Night has some spectacular tunes. But everyone pretty much knows those. Yeah, so we try to stay away from it a little bit. We, we try to stay away from some of the more obvious selections on the show mm-hmm. and showcase maybe some tracks you may not know of or may not have heard of 
um, from the same composers. Oh, yeah. And I think we did a pretty good job of that here. It might be some tracks where you may have heard them, but they were tracks that kind of got lost in the ether over the years. Until now. Until now. So I'm going to start things off with, um, it's a Castlevania Aria. Okay, first of all, these names cracked me up. Every time I looked through another Castlevania game, it was like, I, I felt like a teenager, like in high school, was like sitting in the back of a classroom writing all of these down in their notebook <laughs> and saying like like drawing like devil horns and stuff around it. No like, one understands my pain, my aria of sorrow. Yes, Come into it. My first track is from Castlevania Aria of Sorrow for the Game Boy Advance. This is Heart of Fire. Heart of Fire. <laughs> <laughs> We're back. This is Heart of Fire from the game Castlevania, Aria of Sorrow for the Game Boy Advance. We have the composers as Machiro Yamane, Takase Yoshida, and Soshiro Hokai. Um, many of these tracks are um, composed by the amazing Machiro Yamane. Oh yeah, like honestly, I didn't even realize that they were all through the same composer until Rob mentioned it to me. 
And there's a there's a lot to be said about that, but it also may explain what we were talking about earlier, which is that there's a she uses a lot of borrowed elements from previous tracks in the series, though I think that might be also just a Castlevania staple. Not I think it's a thing. It's, to like her. A, it's a Castlevania game, and you're you're going to hear Vampire Killer eventually. You might hear um, Bloody, uh, Tears. Bloody Tears, definitely. But this is Heart of Fire from Castlevania One. Which I I know I knew I heard the name before, but then I, like as we right when we finished listening to the track, we had to go back to Castlevania One, and I was like, ah, I knew it. So because I remember the first half of the track is completely original, and then the second half of the track it breaks into that very familiar melody. And I'm still kind of stuck in the whole world of thinking it was in three, which it might have been for all we know. But um, I was like, no, this is from three. He's like, no, apparently it's from one. Like. She was borrowed and borrowed and borrowed again. I don't know. But uh, one interesting element to this game, if I remember correctly, is that aside from maybe Castlevania like 64 or some odd title that might be eluding me, this is the first Castlevania game where you where the main character wasn't a Belmont. We were talking about Bloodlines where it was a Belmont and then another guy. Right, right, right. But Christopher Belmont? No, that was the um, Game Boy games. <laughs> yeah, now I'm trying. We'll <laughs> figure Belmont. it out. But I'm positive that we did agree that the it was um, that the the guy in Bloodlines was still a Belmont. Yeah, one of them was. The other one was Eric Lacard. Yeah, Eric. But this game, the main character is a guy named Soma Cruz, mm-hmm. and the way the gameplay works is that he can absorb monster souls and gain powers from them. Cool. Which, of course, the the, the big twist. Statue of Limitations is over. It's been like 20 years. I don't care that he's actually the reincarnation of Dracula. Oh, that's cool. And that's the gimmick behind this game. You're playing as Dracula through the game. Oh, I like that. Actually, look at the artwork. Is that... It reminds me of like Final Fantasy VI. Um, it's... I almost want to say it might be the same artist, but um, which would be Yoshitaka Amano. Yeah, um, right, right, right. I think it might... It could Amano. be him. It looks that, like Amano, yeah. But like it's a, they're fantastic games in their own right, and they did they made a lot of game changing mm. twists to this by coming up with the soul system and changing the protagonist to being you know, Dracula instead of a Belmont. Um, they introduced well, they didn't introduce because it started with Symphony of the Night, but there's a lot of weapon variety in this game versus usage of the whips primarily in the other games. What I like about this game is the use of the bass. That is true. I wonder if there's other tracks I do walk with that. Did you notice that trend? You know what? I the other tracks I picked, I um I didn't pay attention to as much as this one because the bass, the rest of the most of the track follows the uh that opening scene like do 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 do. Oh, so it's got some groove. So yeah, this is a groove track. So this is like the Castlevania groove. I'm actually wondering if it was a boss track in this game because it, it's given me that impression. I'll have to look that up later. But um, anyway, let's move on to your next track. Your first track. Ah. Uh-huh. First modern Castlevania. Oh. Modern with the quotes. <laughs> but it could be my next track if we're going on a consistent record. We're calling uh-huh. them like modern Castlevania because that, that was like I stopped kind of like buying new systems. So like all of this stuff I just missed. <laughs> I mean, I think it counts as modern because... If people think of Castlevania now, they think Metroidvania, right. which is essentially a complete difference from the old style of games. And also because, quite frankly, I didn't care about the PS3 versions, like Lords of Shadow and all that. I'm, oh, I think you were on the like, same boat like there. like 3D ones, right? Yeah, yeah they, they changed everything. I get those mixed up with like... Um, I think you've uh, added Hideo Kojima in there in a little bit, too. <laughs> Part of me, I swear I remember someone telling me Hideo Kojima has something to do with those games, but I don't know. Uh, well, let's, let's move on then. What you got? Um, I went with my first track being from Circle of the Moon, mm. 
which was the first Game Boy Advance game. And the track that I chose is called The Sinking Old Sanctuary. It is spectacular for the game. back and jamming out to the sinking old sanctuary from the game Castlevania Circle of the Moon. Um, I guess we can do this a little for the earlier part of the episode until everybody gets sick of hearing the names, but the composer... <laughs> this was actually uh, Sotaro Tojima Hiroshi Mitsuko, I'm sorry, Mitsuoka and Taro uh, Kudo, but this track is actually originally from Castlevania Bloodlines for the Sega Genesis. What? And the... Um, so this is actually still Machiro Yamane. She's in everything! <laughs> she finds a way! So this is seriously going to be the episode of Guess the Previous Castlevania that the track was in. Because I didn't even know that, and I loved Bloodlines. Well, as soon as I started playing, I'm like, oh, I love this track. Where have I... Oh, right, this was a backup from the last episode, the last <laughs> Castlevania episode. Because I love, like, I love the Bloodline soundtrack so much. I, I just love Genesis music, and so I listened to it over and over again. This was the one I kept coming back to. And I'm glad to hear that was that good for you then, too, because this track, to me, is the best track in Circle of the Moon. I've heard, I don't remember how often I heard it, oh, but fantastic. I know that my experience in the game, this was the one that I recall the most. Um, it was different from even typical Metroidvania games in that it was very loose-ended. There was very little connecting you from point A to point B as you wandered around. And the way you built your guy in this game was through cards. Like, you had two types of cards. It was like a augmentation card and a sort of weapons card. And you had to combine mm -hmm. 
different pairings of those cards to get effects that affected your character. Okay. So you can have a flame whip, or you can have like speed, like a speed dash based on like wind element or something. It was a really strange game. Oh, that's cool. I feel like at the time there's a lot of games that were like card oriented in some way, right? Does, yeah. that, does that sound familiar to you? Like a lot of games had like some kind of card collecting or you combine cards to do certain things in the game. I'm actually starting to wonder about that. I know there's, there's, that's a common theme, but I'm not sure if it was from that particular era though. But now you got me wondering because this came out in uh, 2000, maybe two 2001 or 2002, because it was one of the launch games for the Advance. Um, oh wow! So this is this is an early title then. Oh yeah, this is this is. I bought this in Konami Crazy Racers when the <laughs> when the system came out. Oh wow! Um, but uh, yeah, this was surprisingly good for me. I enjoyed the heck out of it, and it was actually the first return to form to you know Metroidvania games since Symphony of the Night. Believe it or not. So, yeah, so there's probably a few years between them. And then when this a came out, wait. I think a lot of people were like, yes, finally, like, a, like a, maybe like a sequel to Symphony of the Night or a Ex- game like that. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it was because Symphony of the Night was 97, not yeah. 96, 96. And then Konami and was probably like, hot damn, we got a, we got a thing going on. We got a hit. And then uh, I want to say that Castlevania 64 was around that bubble too. But then after that, there was one other N64 Castlevania game. And then there was nothing mm. until this bad boy. And then once this came out and it was clear that the gold was still hot, like the, the iron was still hot from yeah. the, the two rush. That's when our Metroidvania style became kind of ingrained for good. <laughs> and they just kept tapping that vein over and over again. And we have yet to get sick of it. So. Tap, tapa. Yeah, you're like, so tap us. Tap, tap, tap. All right, so let's move on. We're going out of the Game Boy Advance and over to the Nintendo DS. How's that sound to you? It's okay, because we'll be back. We'll be back to this one. This is the portrait, uh, Castlevania Portrait of Ruin. I picked uh, the Hidden Curse, Forest of Doom Portrait. Eee, portrait? Getting artsy, are you? Yeah, you got you know. Got to bring some class to the show? Is that what it is? <laughs> got to have a portrait? I'm just, I like a good painting. Like a good painting? It's like a, it's like a brute of a man standing <laughs> at the edge of a forest seeking class and decadence. What is a man? <laughs> a miserable pile of paintings. <laughs> a miserable pile of portraits. Ah, crap. I missed the complete... I missed the joke, no, folks. Gotta, I need a thesaurus.
are back. This is the Hidden Curse from the game Castlevania Portrait of Ruin for the Nintendo DS by Michiro Yamane. Also on the soundtrack, Yuso Koshiro. And that in itself, again, I learned that today. <laughs> Probably explains why when I was going through listening to the tracks for this episode, doing the research, my, I walked away with the impression that, in all due honesty, Portrait of Ruin has the best soundtrack this overall. Is really fantastic oh yes it, it's really good it sounds really clean for the uh nintendo ds also though to clarify for folks who might give me some grief i already had all the tracks i wanted before i even got to the point of bothering with order of ecclesia so i didn't go that far <laughs> but i have a hard time believing that it's going to top this this is one of your that. favorites or this is the set the, the, the whole soundtrack is, is just the soundtrack yeah it's a fantastic soundtrack like yeah. I think I actually picked what I think is probably my favorite track in the game, and it'll probably come up later in the episode. Mm-hmm. So, well, I chose this one because it, it sounds—it's got the Castlevania kind of feeling to it, but all of those little Castlevania-like kind of Baroque, um, kind of uh, arpeggiated like, like progressions are in between, and then all of these sections to me sound like a detective cop show from like the '80s. I think I was funny. He made that comment: vampire detective. <laughs> man what happened someone killed this woman and the only thing we have as a clue is two holes in her neck <laughs> it's a portrait it's like a picture of like the body and like oh man what could have done such a thing I don't know someone used a nail gun alright let's bring in the sketch artist <laughs> he's just gonna draw the same portrait <laughs> the guy comes in with like a huge like uh or like an easel like a big easel yeah yeah he's got like his paints out and he's like alright alright so you got two holes in the neck all right, I think I think I know the guy. Bring him in here, Alucard. It's not Alucard. It'll be. I'll tell you, it's, it's like a, it's clearly a carpenter, a crazy carpenter, crazy, crazy carpenter. It was a crazy carpenter. He used a nail gun on the victim, and then he pulled the nails back out to hide the evidence. <laughs> That's obviously what happened. I mean, come on. <laughs> I was like, where are you going with the carpenter thing? That's hey, brilliant. He didn't want you to know. He's or, like, or or an office manager gone crazy with a stapler. That would be a gruesome way to go, wouldn't it? I <laughs> just like it's like a stapler staple to the neck staple gun boom not even a staple gun just a stapler now that's Dracula getting lazy this is absolutely true absolutely lazy I, mean, I ain't bring my dentures <laughs> 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 he forgot his dentures Dracula has to get his blood somehow and it's just uh, not well, these, cr- these games went on for a long time man so yeah I'm sure he's got he's had his days he's already know. pretty old he resurrects but what if he goes a long period of time without being killed are you still fighting Dracula? You, they changed. Like I said, the one game, you are Dracula. Right. And then right, right. Dawn, you were Dracula again. Portrait of Ruin, you do fight Dracula, though, because he gets resurrected as he does. Mm. And you have to fight him at the end of the game after some jerk brings him back to life. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, typically the, the still the main protagonist still ultimately ends up being Dracula with a few exceptions. I think even in, Port, even in the Sorrow games, I almost feel like you fight some variation of Dracula's soul or something, even though you are him. He's, they still find a way to bring him back into the fold. Like you're not fighting Dracula, but he created such a financial mess that you're you're just, you know. Wouldn't that be a trip? That would be a castle. That should have been it. You know, dawn of financial despair or some crap. Just like <laughs> Dracula comes, like basically Soma goes back to the castle. Like, well, all the monsters are dealing with this economic collapse. Half, now the, that, half the castle's been sold off, and it's a Starbucks and, like, an Orange Julius. Exactly. Dracula would be involved in an Orange Julius. Yeah, he would. But that, that's, that's kind of why I like Dracula, though. Because I like Orange Julius. 
But like, eh, somebody needs to write this game because it's in my <laughs> head now. Like he comes back and he has to fix the economy in the castle. What kind of game would that be though? Would it be like, It'd be like a sim? Like It'd be a sim. a sim style game with occasional action sequences because sim, he has to keep the heroes out. Sim dra- <laughs> That's a good idea. That's a really good idea. He's resur- He's bringing back, he's making Dracula's castle a place for monsters to want to dwell in again. Right he's making time. it work. Sim Dracula. Muso or something. It's still some random word. Simulator. <laughs> it- Fi- financial vampire simulator. <laughs> so it's much, much, it's the, 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 the track is vampire, not vampire killer. The mermen are suffering because the moat is filthy. No one's cleaned it in months. <laughs> so at that point, he needs to do something about it. So he brings in the zombies because zombies love decay and mold, and they drink, they actually consume all the mold that exists on the surface of the moat. Right. Therefore, cleaning the moat so the merman can be happy again. <laughs> I like, so the, the, the mummies are merman, mermaid. They eat the, the algae? Yeah, the, the zombies eat the algae. Yeah, there's got to be like a whole ecosystem. Like, like, but again, wait, there's actually some demon fish that existed, but not the mermaid could have handled it. No, the zombies eat the, the mold and decay. What are the Medusa heads up to? They're, they're still jerks. <laughs> they're just going to be in jerks. They're still jerks. They're acting like nothing's ever happened. They don't They don't even dwell anywhere. They live in the walls or some jazz. So, right. Well, well yeah, we, we, we digress. But in a good way, because now I'm going to go home and write this game tonight. It's going to exist because <laughs> I I want to play it. Okay, I think it's a great idea. All right. So, um, what is your next track? Okay, I'm actually going to go back a ways to the Game Boy Advance. All right. Because just to shuffle up a bit, and I'm going to go with the track called Offense and Defense, and it's from the game Harmony of Dissonance. It's also a Castlevania thing. <laughs> Check it out. Like a book. Books. Check them out.
Welcome back to the jam session. You are listening to Harmony of Dissonance track called Offense and Defense. Um, I'm not sure that this is a one of the more not the, from the not for our current not regular. Like who is the comp- who are the composers <laughs> for this track? It's Machiro Yamane again and Sashiro um, Hokai, who also they also did composed for Aria of Sorrow for the Game Boy Advance. Ah, okay, so there was an additional name on this one. Yeah, yeah, but mainly Machiro Yamane. And I gotta tell you, this is, this is like, I think, one of my favorite songs of this episode. I really like this. It's really good, which is surprising because I almost passed this whole game over because it's by far my least favorite of all of them. Um, but, clearly, <laughs> this track is baller. So we had to choose something from it's it. It's so unique. I, w- I thought this was like, oh, this is like a weird, like, 8-bit kind of remix thing but no they, they so the game boy advanced like hardware had some like kind of 8-bit wave channels so like that's why some of like the sounds are kind of like crunchy a little bit because mm-hmm. it's all compressed but it also supported the original four sound channels from the game boy original game boy which is why you hear like the, the noise channel like crashes and like the little leads in the background so like it's like a mixture of both it's so cool and i'm glad you said that because all this time my philosophy on like the game boy advance is like when that system came out everybody's perception was like finally a super nintendo on the go yeah and but, but the super nintendo hardware was samples it was like eight channel i think it was eight channels of just samples only and like when this came a thing it's like I always perceived this, the sound to be like a Super Nintendo that didn't quite make it. Like, they were trying so hard, but they couldn't quite reach the, you know, the, you know, they couldn't quite, you know, surmount the ledge there. So they just went with what they could, which is still excellent. But when you mentioned that it was legacy Game Boy software or hardware, hardware, yeah, it suddenly made sense. Like now I'm, now it makes sense to why it sounds the way it does. Cause it sounds like it's like a lost, el- it's the lost relic from a Game Boy game. But better, slightly oh, it's better. So cool! It's so atmospheric. Like it's so atmospheric, and then it builds up into this section. It's just—is like, this a boss stage or something? It's really no, just a normal section of the castle. Oh man, this is awesome! I got—I I can't believe I passed over this soundtrack. Well, like I said, it's partly because the game itself was like very. It wasn't. I mean, maybe other people disagree or feel differently, but I felt the game was way too easy, and I felt that it was like. The, it was like this weird outline around all the characters, like not cell shading, just like a weird graphical de- decision choice huh. on their part. And it bugged me the whole time I played the game. So, and I think the weapon gimmick in this game was you could augment the special weapons. So, like, you had the holy water, the axe, and the boomerang, but you could tweak them with certain items to make them have sub effects. So, kind of like, well, you, or another game, you had like the cards, right? You had like one thing, and you added a card to it, and you had like a fire whip or something, right? Exactly. It was like that, but whereas that game was a lot more elaborate with you had elementals and then you had the effects, this was you have a sub weapon and you have an item that can make the sub weapon have a different effect. So I have, I don't know if this was an actual item from the game, because I sure as I can't remember, but it'd be like, say, the spike augmentation. So now my axe has thorns that come out the side of it, or if I throw holly water, it'll leave, like, you know, call drops all over the ground after it splashes out, you know, weird stuff like that. So that was kind of the gimmick that they had in that game. And it's a cool gimmick, but when you come from the card system of Circle of the Moon, it was like, come yeah. on. Yeah. Well, this is, yeah, I mean... Man, the soundtrack. Is the rest of the soundtrack kind of like this? Yeah. No. There were some decent tracks, but none weren't. None of them were touching this, which oh. is why I chose it. This is the standout, I think. I, I, I'm obsessed with this song right now. I 
I'm gonna be like going back to this like this week. I'm for, I, I, I know it. I'm just gonna be like, oh man, I gotta hear the song again. And if you can't find it anywhere, I think I still have the original cart and everything. So. Oh, okay. Ooh, like, so good. All right, let's. Um, I'm going over to the 3DS. What do you think about that? Because that's current gen, right? What 3DS? Yeah, 3DS. I'm just curious because it was like I'm trying to remember what Castlevania game was on the 3DS. Okay, I could be wrong. This is the Order of Ecclesia. Last game on the DS. Oh, that's what it is? Mm-hmm. Okay. Still good, though. So scratch that. So I'm moving on to back to the DS. <laughs> the DS is warm. To The DS is still warm. And this is the um, Order of Ecclesia. I chose the track Sapphire Elegy. Elegy? Oh, my God. How do you pronounce that? Algae? Algae? Elegy. A-L-G-A-E? E-L-E-G-Y. Oh, Elegy. Elegy. We'll, we'll just go with that. And I chose Sapphire Elegy. <laughs> for Order of Ecclesia for the Nintendo DS. Listening to Sapphire Elegy from the game Castlevania Order of Ecclesia for the Nintendo DS by composed by Michiro Yamane and Yosho Yashu. <laughs> there's, there's a U in between that. Yasuhiro Ichihashi. I'm telling you, that to me is one of the best parts of doing this show. Oh, man. Because like my screen is like all tiny and far away from me. Yes, you love that. I'm sorry. I'm not. I don't mean to be sour about that. No, I just think it's funny. Like I would do the same thing. Uh, so let me say that again. Michiro Yamane and Yasuhiro Ichihashi. And for the record, for anybody that's listening, it was his idea to give credit to all the composers, which is an awesome idea. And he goes through the effort of getting these names right every time. So it's definitely something that it's important, especially it's very important, especially like um like the, the history of like their of their work and I, I consider music composed for these games to be at the same level of music composed for film and I wholeheartedly agree definitely and so when I hear a lot of this music I, I want to look for those composers again whether they're they're western or Japanese now a lot of a lot of the music that we love is, is Japanese because Japanese can write some music let me tell you it's like it just boils down to like since starting the show and you going through the effort of finding all these composers there have definitely been times since then where, like, I've been listening to the music and just on a whim, like, I wonder who wrote this. Whereas usually I'm like, I like this track from this game. Beyond that, I'm content unless I know, like, Moto Sakuraba or Yuzo Koshiro. But it's all the other guys, the guys who are typically just heard in the games, but no one knows who wrote the tunes. Through doing this show, 
I have gotten more into a habit of actually researching and finding out who wrote tracks for games because I just feel like I should know now. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So. You, like it, it's it's and it's good to know. It's it's good to know you know who it is and like what their style is and how they've how they've changed over over the years. Like this is definitely a progression of Machiri Yamane, but you can still kind of hear a little bit of the work from Bloodlines kind of going in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously it's still a Castlevania game, but what I what I like about this track is that. It's still kind of Castlevania-y, but this um, this uh, 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 the, like the violin section here has a very bluesy kind of sound to it. I'm actually wondering where it plays in the game too. Yeah, real I, bluesy. I, I bet this is like a social environment situation. Like you're actually talking to a character and getting some story yeah. exposition going. Doesn't, doesn't sound place. like an action sequence at all. But it may, and not like an ending sequence. But yeah, maybe somewhere in between. Yeah, it's a good game too. Like it's just. This was another one of the Castlevania games that had people divided because you could actually... It wasn't actually very Metroidvania-esque at all. And up until the end of the game, it didn't even take place inside the castle. Um, Only like the last 20% of the game was inside the castle. Before that, it was stages. So like there was a world map Mm -hmm. and you could choose locations and you would go to those locations, and they were kind of more linear in scope. There was some exploration here and there, but it was mainly it was more linear than typically used, or we were typically used to at that point. So, and you weren't a Belmont; you were a woman that was from some side order, and they got a weird story going with like glyphs and like agony and hatred and elements used to form Dracula's Wait, essence. All the words you just used sound like it could be a Castlevania game. Yeah, the agony of hatred, the agony of the agony of essence, <laughs> the agony of Ecclesia. Uh, but uh, essentially, the game still ultimately ended up being fun. And when you finally got in the um, Dracula's castle and you had your bit of a map to explore, it felt kind of relieving. Like, oh god, I thought they forgot the style I've come used to become to love for the last like ten years. Oh, wow. But um, it was fun, and the combat was a glyph system in this case, where you equipped. Like the weapons and armor, or not armor, but the weapons and spells were from glyphs. So you didn't find a sword. You found a sword glyph. Uh, <laughs> and, and every attack costs magic. It was a different game entirely. So, so it was like you're kind of like balancing between like using your magic and attacking the enemies and stuff? Uh-huh. That sounds cool, actually. I kind of like that. It was a great game. It's just it took people to get over what they were used to to realize it. That's all. And it's an awesome game. And... uh they added one interesting element to the game that screwed me, which is why I never finished it, too, which is that they added medallions, which do nothing, but show people that you can beat a boss without taking a hit. <laughs> and I played on hard mode, seeking these emblems, and I got to death and could not get it from him and just quit. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just lost interest. So every time they got to a boss, you were just trying to defeat it without getting hit. Mm-hmm. Oh, and if wow. I got hit, I'd reset the whole thing. Uh, it was grueling. For a long time, I just gave up. Well, I gotta say, I think we're running through this episode without getting hit. I don't know. Elvis has been looking at me kind of <laughs> slyly from across the room. Our, there. Uh, the Rhythm and Pixels uh, mascot. Yes, he's an awesome, awesome animal. <laughs> he loves everyone, but everyone. I'm just saying, <laughs> all of our tracks have been critical hits. Nine, 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 nine. Yeah, four nines. This is high as a wall four. <laughs> we didn't break damage limit in this episode. All right, but let's keep a combo to your left final track. I'm going to go again? Yes. Well, this is my track. It sounds so good. I thought it was mine. <laughs> you thought it was yours. 
Do you remember what your last track? Was? I do. Okay, I just thought. Okay. I just thought it was funny. That, <laughs> in fact, you should leave that. Leave some of that in there. No, it's all standard. That's fine. Oh, dead government. Um, <laughs> the last track I'm going to choose actually goes back to a game you picked, which honestly we skipped Dawn of Sorrow, and I'm fine with that because that. OST sounded so uninspired it made me want to cry. Like That's it wasn't awesome. bad. Yeah. It's just nothing about it felt memorable to me. It was the, just serviceable. So you're the picking word. from Portrait of Ruin, Ruin again, skipping mm. Dawn of Sorrow. Exactly. Okay. I just wanted to mention it as a, as the game that we kind of left abandoned in the handheld wilds. Yeah, there's some other games out there. Maybe we can mention at the end of the show, but that's fine. We just picked the ones that we liked. Hey, here, here to that. So I ended up going with a track from Portrait of Ruin, as we mentioned. And uh, honestly, I there's a lot of good tracks in this game because as we mentioned earlier, I think this is probably the best of the bunch for handheld OSTs. But this track, I think, is my kind of synonym, synonymizes or summarizes, I'm sorry, my experience with the game. Okay. And it is the track Jail of Jewel All right. from Portrait of Ruin. So give it a listen. Here we go. You're back. You've been let out of the jail of Jewel, but not quite because it's still jamming. Um, and this track is written and composed by you have Michiro Yamane and I believe Yuso Kashiro again. And, and he was listed on the soundtrack. I, I, I could 
probably look a little closer here, but I have a feeling he's involved in this too because it's got this disco bass rocking out. I'm loving this bass. It is track. Doobie, doobie, doobie. Like, there's a lot of good tracks in this game, but this one is the standout for me. Like, both in sound and and just experience on the level that you play it on, because uh, I had some of my favorite enemies in the game there. Uh, you had the maids, the combat maids, meaning Persephone's, and they walked around with vacuum cleaners, and they <laughs> sucked you into the vacuum cleaner, and then Wait, they used kung fu moves on you. This is a Castlevania game. For, I mean, that was... They They're in that, the game. That's amazing. They're enemies in the game. <laughs> that's They're amazing. awesome. I love that. And there was also, like, a gunner that had, like, raven's feet so she could cling to the walls, and she would talk to you, and she would fire, like, ricocheting bullets. You see, like, a line that hits off the walls, and that's the trajectory of the bullet. That's so you insane. You have to dodge the shot. I gotta play this game. And um, there was also, like, Lilith, which also, to point out, it ties in the game. The gimmick for this game was you control two characters. You had Jonathan Morris, who was the heir to the Belmont family. And you had his friend Charlotte, who was a wizard. And uh, you switch between them on the fly. Now, there was a monster in the game called Liliths, who were like, basically, as you all know, like another version of a succubus. And if Jonathan was there, she would come like, oh, come here, baby. And she'd attack you with like hearts. But if you were Charlotte, she's like, go away, you harlot. <laughs> she starts smacking at you. But um, cool. it was pretty funny like to see it happen in the game. There was a number of enemies like that where they would react differently based on who you were controlling. Oh, that's cool. Um, it was a great game. Like it was, I think it was underappreciated because a lot of people actually didn't like it very much. And it also, I think it also shuffled the Castlevania, Metroidvania style a bit because using the portraits you actually went to subsections of the game. Like, there was a castle, and then there were, like, mm. sub-areas that you went to based on portraits, which allowed them to get weird with the locations you visited. Oh, interesting. Like, you went to a circus once. You go to, like, a dilapidated town. A lot of weird places you go to in this game. It's a really good title, though, I think. Yeah. A Pyramid. <laughs> I'm, I'm loving this soundtrack. I think this has been, like, one of, like, one of the best soundtracks. Well, this this and that, that other, like, uh, GBA track, which I was super into. But this is, like, again, it's kind of very adventure TV theme going on, especially right here. Yeah, I can see this happening. Like you're in a rush it to get to a location before they, you're on your way. Your friend's in trouble. You know you got to get there. Just go, you're know, like running through the brush. It's a great track, though. It's an overall good game. Something about this melody, though, and it has to be because I was just watching it on Netflix. Reminds me of Quantum Leap. Quantum Leap. Quantum Leap. Sam right Beckett. Okay. Da, na, 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 na. I can see that, man. A little bit. A little faster. A little funkier. Actually, a lot, lot funkier. Like the theme, though? The theme song? Yeah. The next right week will be the one home. <laughs> Go, Sam. You can do it, bro. Actually, you know, and it kind of works, right? Sam is going back into each Belmont to fight Dracula. And hopefully he really he hopes that the next leap so, will be the next bell the, the present day Belmont. It's not necessarily a, a vampire fighting family. It's Sam leaping into each of their bodies. And he's making it so that they can fight Dracula in each incarnation. Exactly, because he has to. Hmm. That would be such a weird Stop it! Stop <laughs> it! Because that's that's a good idea. That'd be awesome. That's a good Watch idea. Watch that be like 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 the last like Castlevania game that comes out. Oh boy! It's actually <laughs> it's actually someone like projecting themselves into them, and they're leaping from Belmont to Belmont, and hoping this Belmont will be the 
the last, last Belmont. The last Belmont home. <laughs> the last Belmont home. But then he'll just be a Belmont in his own time. No, but seriously, go back and watch uh, Quantum Leap because it is awesome. Yes, it is. There were some great episodes. Oh, so good. I forgot how good it was. And it's an example of a show that at its time I didn't appreciate nearly as much as I oh, should me have. me too. Maybe it was my age. But I think it was our ages, yeah, definitely. But now, you know, I watched it on the last season. It's like, wow, why wasn't I watching this show before? Yeah, I this skipped, is cool. Uh, season four. Oh, so good. Feels like I don't want to go off too much on this because I could talk about Quantum Leap for oh, yeah, ages. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's do that after the show. How about that? All right, works All right, for me. Cool. All right, so this is our last track. No! It is time for the bonus round. Oh, it's a bonus round. <laughs> All right, that's bonuses. Kizama the Kid. All right, so um, this is the part of the show where we play remixes or covers based on the theme of today's show, and today's theme is modern Castlevania, which I'm really excited about. I have, um, there was a instrumental hip-hop album released by um, DJ Cutman, and it is called the Nocturnal Cantata, um, and then it was had lyrics added to it, or maybe it was there were already lyrics added to it, and then the instrumental version was released later. Um, but this is uh, Sweet Sorrow from the game Symphony of the Night, um, produced by, I believe it's produced by DJ Cutman, featuring Mega Ran, Samus, and The Ranger. I'm really excited to play this track. The Ranger. And I hope you enjoy it. Trying to get a hold of what I never had Beast wishing I was blessed with a better dad Dracula showed me his true form Through the knife there was nothing I could do for him Ever since the day that my mama passed We been at war like Islamabad Or Pakistan trying to get a grip But it's like grass with sand, no chance I remember what they did to my mother Revenge isn't in my heart, I did discover The last words don't harbor hate for if you do You will meet your father's face, so what I do Walk in love or they might Cast judgment, but hey, you stay right What's done in the dark is clear in daylight Life is a stage of God's to play right this spark flame like an arsonist Put the castle in a dark abyss Never thought I'd play a part in this Can't fit in when you're hard to miss now You just remembering your folklore Won't be around to kill of a folk war Oh lord of darkness You shall trouble the soul of my mother no more Heart in such sweet sorrow It's a law but your memory tomorrow It appears that a journey is coming to an end But it's been a pleasure to call you a friend Now part in such sweet sorrow It's a law but your memory tomorrow It appears that a journey is coming to an end But it's been a pleasure to call you a friend Part in such sweet sorrow It's a law but your memory tomorrow It appears that a journey is coming to an end But it's been a pleasure to call you a friend Now part in such sweet sorrow It's a law but your memory tomorrow It appears that a journey is coming to an end but it's been a yeah. pleasure to call you a friend I'm staring at a rock in a hard place Like why would I ever want to partake In the business of a friendship with a kid That the enemy I'm feeling like it's poor taste But Alucard, you saved my fam Yeah, nobody can tell me you ain't the man Your strategy prevailed and you made a fan And I didn't know till I had to wait a minute I want to go home, I want to head out I got my bro, but I really can't forget How Alucard done sacrifice Never mind my cursing and bad advice Maybe he'll return if I act so nice I'll beg him first, but will that suffice? He probably pretty hurt with his dad acting wack And he tired of getting burned like his castle lights Regardless, I'ma follow And if I'm honest, maybe he'll recall how good we humans sometimes can be And we make amends, maybe possibly We could all be friends, i just like to see If he wants a chance, I would like to meet In a circumstance where we not trying to fight the whole night Instead, we can stop and speak I made up my mind, and now I gotta go Come and get a hug before I hit the road, yo It's been a long night, you should get rest 
yes, but I know you won't, cause you restless, you a Belmont, you can never sleep, sleep is the cousin of your mortal enemy, now I'm finna cry like a monsoon, let me say bye and I'll holler around the full moon. Haunting is such sweet sorrow, it's a law but your memory tomorrow, it appears that a journey is coming to an end, but it's been a pleasure to call you a friend now, parting is such sweet sorrow, it's a law but your memory tomorrow, it appears that a journey is coming to an end, but it's been a pleasure to call you a friend, parting is such sweet sorrow, it's a law but your memory tomorrow, it appears that a journey is coming to an end, but it's been a pleasure to call you a friend now, parting is such sweet sorrow, it's a law but your memory tomorrow, it appears that a journey is coming to an end, but it's been a pleasure to call you a friend. What have I done, feel like I've been asleep, just glad you've come before my scheme complete, I've been defeated and I feel relief, my mind's released and now it's time for peace, inclined now to find something good to do, I'm sorry I look off for what I put you through, what could you do, it was all my fault man, caught up in what I thought was important, fought for the wrong team cause it seemed like bored me, then walked talk in a dream, it's off with this scene, I'm an idiot, but you're pretty good Maria, be a pity if Alucard just do partial, go after him, cause the path of his father's apart from him, you got a heart for him, he got a part to play, you can start today before he's half away, kid I'll miss ya, you've been a sister, I'll reminisce on the time spent with ya, let me kiss ya, on the cheek now, I can't assist ya, just speak out, hope you're finding your time with him, something I've been trying to find within, with pride I say goodbye my kin, till fate aligns our lives again. Parting is such sweet sorrow It's a law but your memory tomorrow It appears that a journey is coming to an end But it's been a pleasure to call you a friend now Parting is such sweet sorrow It's a law but your memory tomorrow It appears that a journey is coming to an end But it's been a pleasure to call you a friend Parting is such sweet sorrow It's a law but your memory tomorrow It appears that a journey is coming to an end But it's been a pleasure to call you a friend now Parting is such sweet sorrow It's a law but your memory tomorrow It appears that a journey is coming to an end but it's been a pleasure to call you a friend. Yeah, that was Mega Ran with Samus and the Ranger, Sweet Sorrow, from the album Castlevania, The Nocturnal Cantata. And um, yeah, I was just really excited to see um, just a full-length um, album of, of rap music, all based on Symphony of the Night. So definitely check that out. We'll have the links up on the website. I can't top that. That was so good. No, no, actually, no. I like what you picked, man. This is not. A, this is not a competition. But. Oh no, no comp. But <laughs> that was jamming. I like that. Yeah, that, that melody. It's like I feel like the Symphony of the Night music. Like is just. It was just like ready for some hip hop, like instrumental, like kind of work. And he just proved you right. Proved me right. And how? I said Mega Ran proves me right every time. Actually, he was at too many games. He was at the wrestling thing. Yeah, he was, but I didn't catch him when I was at the re- – I, I didn't even go to the wrestling thing physically. I just kind of walked around, and I happened to catch a glimpse oh, of little okay. Mac, like, suplexing some random person. Yeah, it was um, yeah, Mega Ran and um, – oh, what's that crazy dude? Keith Apicary? Yeah, Keith Apicary. Yeah, I love that guy. That guy is bonkers. I know so little about him, but I remember he got kicked out of packs for running around in his drawers. Yeah, he will just sacrifice his body for comedy because he's a nut job. Is that his shtick? That's his shtick. His name is not Keith Apicary. 
Oh, that's good then, because I, I think he would want to keep his real name secret. Of course, he would probably argue with me. <laughs> <laughs> it is today. It is my name now. Right. Legally changed it. What is your bonus round track? Um, I went with an interesting little medilly. It is a remix of a track that's in a game, but is originally from another game. And it just goes down a rabbit hole. So rather than tell you the specifics, I'm just going to name the track and let you guys enjoy yeah. the tune. Castlevania Inception. Yes, right. so much inception here. Um, but it goes, he just called it The Whip's Memory. It is a remix of, well, I'll let you figure it out. It's from a person that goes by the name The Guitar Hero. Guitar. Guitar Hero. Guitar Hero. So give it a listen and hope you guys like it.
we're back. That was great. That was really great. That's good to hear because I was like, I hope it works out. I hope it works out. And uh, but it did. It um, this is a weird track because I know that this track plays during Portrait of Ruin when you're fighting to earn the right to use the vampire killer. But I'm also positive that I heard this track possibly in Dracula X and. Yeah, I'm not sure, but the the mentioning says it was also in Bloodlines, yeah, but I didn't quite catch that, that connection. Melody, da, 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 da. It kind of reminds me of some of the other. So it's probably could have been used like in some other. That's probably what it was. Maybe movies. the Dracula X version was a remix from a previous game. Yeah, but no, that was like I think we both killed it in the bonus round today. Oh yeah, I'm, I have to agree with you on that. That I was so into that track. Like the the, the key the solos were like it got super fast and they sounded kind of like kind of chippy. Kind of chip tuny, and then like the beat was so cool. That was great. Everlasting. <laughs> I just heard, and the beat goes on when he said and the that. beat goes on. And the beat goes on. <laughs> Everlasting. Oh, yeah, I got a fair way to get some soul onto this show. I'm not Ooh. sure if too many video games have soul tunes, do they? Actually, if you go to our Facebook page, um, I've been posting up some videos from the Super Soul Brothers. Ooh. I think they're called Super Soul I think Brothers. I did remember seeing the trailer. I was at work that when we posted, I was like, oh, I'm going to try this out later, but I didn't get a chance to. Oh, it's good. It's it was definitely real, some soul time. Real good. Yeah, but we'll get into that later. Um, for more information on the tracks and artists from the bonus round part of our show, check out our website, rhythmandpixels.com. We'll have links to their bios, the band camps, and web pages. We want to thank you for joining us today on the Rhythm and Pixels video game music podcast, our second episode on Castlevania, modern Castlevania. Honestly, speaking of soul, I don't know how I didn't grasp it. This, there's a little bit of soul in this. You got a little soul going on. Do we hope you like the episode of Castlevania, <laughs> modern version two. Man, what a jam it was. Yeah, I, I had fun. Did you have fun? I had fun. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Those hordes came in at the right time. <laughs> oh, man. I love it when that works out. But yeah, this is like, honestly like, I had a great time with this. Like, I'm surprised. Like, Castle, we were talking about this earlier where like Castlevania tracks kind of fit the mold of like, if you think about the top four or five series tracks or series of tracks in gaming history Castlevania Mega Man Final Fantasy not Contra but my Contra's got a bit of a legacy going on but like what, in the top like, five though yeah hard, hard to say I don't, I don't want to rank these things because that gets into all kinds of oh craziness yeah, yeah. craziness yeah but like definitely it's definitely amongst the full but this Castlevania definitely is one of the more known and memorable OSTs as far as like game series oh, are concerned. Right. And in so many of them across all the different generations and systems, I think it really deserved two episodes of our show. Do you think? I have to agree. Because I really uh, liked getting into these tracks. I never really heard a lot of these tracks before, so it was really good to dive into these OSTs. It makes me think it might be something we could come up with in future ones depending on the games because like there's again like there's just so many games and so many tunes in Castlevania that oh. You can't really contain this in one episode and do it justice without 
It just wouldn't work. But hey, if you have a favorite Castlevania game or a favorite track from Castlevania, let us know on the website. Rhythmandpixels.com Or let us know via email. Rhythmandpixels at hotmail.com Man, you got that soul going on. Oh, it's just bubbling up. I have to let it out. <laughs> you got, got, got the, uh, the soul pressure release valve. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, baby. Imagine like turning like a crank and just oh, <laughs> hey girl, <laughs> girl. <laughs> and then when I run up, like hey guy, <laughs> where'd all my soul go? So if you want more of this kind of craziness, hit that subscribe button on iTunes or on Stitcher or you know Pod Blaster on Last FM, wherever you're getting it. Let us know. Hit that subscribe button. It would really help us out. Help other people find the show. That's what's important to us. And also, if you want to um, you know, give us more information, just kind of chat. We're on Facebook, um, facebook.com slash Rhythm and Pixels. We're on Twitter, at Rhythm and Pixels. Um, and we're on Instagram, too. So if you want to see just silly pictures of my cat. Um, or his dog. Uh, don't, negate the do- don't neglect the dog, man. And, you know, uh, games that I'm playing. Some of the uh, some of the, like the little pre-photos from our artwork that we do every episode. Because I think our artwork's getting pretty silly, so... I hope you enjoy it because I have a lot of fun making it. I'd be sad if people didn't enjoy it because those <laughs> things are spectacular. Well, I got to get out of here because I want to get dinner going because I am starving at this point. How he's, you doing? he's eyeballing his dog, and I don't mean to cuddle. He's fine. He already ate. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, um, we are the Rhythm and Pixels video game music podcast. Wait, one more thing. Before we go, next episode. We need to come up with a theme. Eh? 4-3. It's summertime. Oh, is it fire time? It is time for fire levels, I think. What do you think? I'm in. Because I think we're both already, like, picked. Oh, I'm I'm pretty much solid and ready to go. With oh, yeah, fire I'm solid, too. So, cool, yeah. So, we're coming back um, week after the 4th of July. Tune in. We're doing fi- fire! 4-3. Fire for fire. 4 for fire. I think beautiful Jill's going to make an appearance on that as a dialogue there because it just, it just, there's a line in that game that just, some like it hot. <laughs> it's like, it's got to fit. Well, we are the Rhythm, we are the Rhythm and Pixels video game music podcast. I'm Rob Nichols. I'm Pernell. Have a great day. And remember, when all else fails, when it needs to get done, when you need to make something happen, you need to whip it. <laughs> whip it good. I say whip it. I just wanted to quote Devo once before <laughs> Had to get this it in there. Had Although, to. Hey, come on, the whip, the whip is like so. It just seems so unwieldy. Like you're fighting like bats and zombies and mummies and and you but cho- they're all and, slow. And you choose a whip. They're all slow. It gives you reach. All they got to do is grab that thing. They're pull all you stupid. In, bite your neck off. But they're all stupid. We that, know that. And that is my only problem with this game. <laughs> well, that's, that could be done for a lot of games. You could have a particularly tenacious monster who grabs your sword and just a clutch is like, what are you going to do now? <laughs> like, I didn't think you would actually halt the blades advance and, you know, murder me, but hey. Yeah, I, I just decided to walk into my knife. Plus two for creativity. I, I can't, you know. I mean, that could be said for so many games, you know, how nonsensical it is. Why is that all the enemies will just stand on the left side of the screen and not just rush the adventured heroes and just maim them? Yeah, just come up from behind. Makes sense to me. I mean, they don't even see you coming. The screen has to get all shaky-dakey for you to actually have a scarf or a skirmish. You can kill them before they see you. But that never happens. Never happens. Thank you for listening. 
Hey, what about that other game? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>